full of them. From low-budget crap fests to downright unwatchable. And only two men are willing to watch them all. So climb in and take your seat. This is Short Bus Cinema. Let's do it. Everybody, welcome back to Short Bus Cinema, where we love to watch the movies that you hate, and this one is definitely one of those. <laughs> and uh, this is episode number fourteen, and we're going to be covering a movie called Ice. And the reason we're covering it is because, like we said, we love to watch the movies you, you hate. And uh, I don't think Johnny hates this one, but Johnny brought this movie up. So who's Johnny? Johnny Krug. What's up, brother? Right here. <laughs> yeah, I actually, this is a movie that. It has so many standout scenes that are so bad, but so so good at the same time that I, I just had to add this one. Um, I'm doing great, by the way, but <laughs> I just there, this is a movie like I just I have to get my explanation out of the way right away and say <laughs> that this movie has things going for it, but it's it's very schlocky, and uh, we're gonna talk about that. I think you guys are gonna enjoy this because uh, this movie is pretty out there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a definite try at uh, trying to keep the slasher film alive, and uh, I can't say that it does. <laughs> no, no. And, and 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 yeah, and and it's at the end of the decade when this came out. It came out in nineteen eighty eight. This is when those one shot slashers were coming out, and they all had those endings where they were trying to get a sequel. You're right. like. Come on, guys. Like, did you really think you were getting a sequel to this? <laughs> yeah, this one's got possibly the greatest, suckiest one I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, no. Th- I, I, this is my favorite ending to a slasher movie ever. Oh, really? You know, it's not that I love this movie to death or anything, but this right. ending is so ridiculous. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think I know where you're going with that now. It makes yeah, oh, sense. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, because it's so absurd. Like, we're, yeah. we're, we're wait till you hear us talk about this, folks. <laughs> You're gonna enjoy this, absolutely. and then you could go watch the movie because it's for free on YouTube. So, absolutely, um, yeah, definitely. We, we do the work, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll take a little short break. We're gonna play some promos of some shows that we love, and we will be right back. I'm Joe Parker, and I'd like to invite you to check out my show, The Hybrid Moments Podcast. I'm just an average guy with a slew of interests, and the podcast is an extension of that. The theme of the show varies episode by episode, but some of the topics I cover include horror, music, comics, just about anything but politics. So if you'd like a little variety in your life, come on by and check out the show. You can find me on iTunes or Stitcher, or check out the website, thehybridmomentspodcast.com. You can also join the group on Facebook at The Hybrid Moments Podcast in the group section. Feel free to mingle, leave feedback, or suggestions for future shows. That's The Hybrid Moments Podcast with Joe Parker. Tune in to see what I cover next. 
And now for our feature presentation. We're back with Iced from 1988. This movie is uh, it stars Deborah DeLiso, Doug Stevens, Ron Kologi, nobody you've ever heard of, and you probably will never hear of again. <laughs> I'm not being mean. I just just the way it is, people. <laughs> this movie is directed by a uh, Jeff Quitney, who, from what I understand, he's he's not done a lot of directing, but he's written a lot of kids shows. Like he did Animaniacs, he did Street Sharks, he did yeah. Cow and Chicken. Like this guy, I don't know. Apparently, he somehow stuck his foot in the door of writing for kids cartoons, and uh, pretty messed up. Did well. <laughs> um, well, I mean, the guy that wrote this, I mean, he uh, he actually is an actor. I don't know if you know that. Hmm. But the guy who wrote this actually starred in Slumber Party Massacre. He played Neil. Well, all right. He was, one of the guys. <laughs> he was in Berserker. Berserker, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's been in other, a couple other things, but yeah, nothing, you know, nothing super crazy. But uh, I thought it was pretty interesting that, like, he, this this is his only writing credit to what I can, you know, find. Ooh, what, and, a, uh, what a credit it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, man? I, his acting, <laughs> at least he has some good acting credits under his belt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, this movie, the basic plot of this, well, it's it's kind of a weird one. Um, <laughs> this movie is a, it's about, uh, what do you call them, like snow bunnies? People that ski all the time, they're yeah. always on the, the lo- yeah, okay. So they're always on the slopes, and there's a love triangle, and basically one guy is dating a girl, and the other guy wants her, so they challenge each other to a ski off. So that's how the movie starts. Jeff challenges Corey to a ski race. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the whole thing's done kind of POV, like like Silent Night, Deadly Night. Whenever those kids get decapitated on the bobsled <laughs> <laughs> or, or sled, right. and uh, and so halfway through this race, it goes on for quite a bit, and there's some really great '80s music going on, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Corey decides to cheat and he sticks his what, what I don't even know his pole he sticks his <laughs> skin pole yeah that's what I was going to say but I don't know what that what visual that gives the listeners but yeah, yeah it doesn't sound good <laughs> it sounds pretty terrible but he cheats and he sticks his, his skin pole between the legs of uh, Jeff and ends up winning the whole race down the slope and I guess they took the whole thing seriously where if I win, I get your girlfriend <laughs> because because it seems like in the next scene that he's pretty much making out with her and the other guy's like all bitter like, oh, I can't believe he beat me. Well, That's that not how real life works. Well, when, when, when they're standing there and they, they challenge each other and when, when Corey takes that drink from the drinking skin... That yeah. that seals it. It's like that's like being blood brothers. That's that's the deal. Uh-huh. I'm drinking from the skin means yes. If you win, you get my my woman. <laughs> that was a pinch there, dude. <laughs> I'm like, where did he even get this drinking skin? I mean, you're standing right outside like a club. <laughs> Why a drinking skin? <laughs> it is very weird. So uh, and apparently from when they before they start this race, apparently it's made pretty evident to everybody that this girl that they're all into is apparently the girl she's like the it girl like everybody loves her um of course but every other guy's dating another woman so it's kind of (laughs) weird yeah but yeah so anyway (laughs) you you were saying love triangle while ago and i was like more it's more like a love hectagon or something because you're kind of wondering who's zooming who here (laughs) well also like whenever they show a lot of shots of guys like as she's walking off throughout the movie you can tell these guys are like eyeing her like this is really weird like are they trying to set them up as like you know like uh you know like that scapegoat or like somebody you would suspect as the killer you know right right 
Be- because yeah. a lot a lot of them you would never suspect, but then they give this weird glance at her as she's walking off. Yeah. So, so they go into the ski lodge after this, <laughs> and then everybody's partying, having a good time. Of course, Corey's having a great time because you know he's hanging out with uh, Jeff's woman, and she's now his oh, you know his property. <laughs> right. That's yeah. Again, it's the drinking of the skin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and they call Jeff in and says, "Hey, you know, they call him over to get him set at the table, and they start ragging on him." So, he, I mean, these guys are just just a bunch of jerks, man. They, they're they're horrible. Everybody in this movie. The, the further we get into this, you're going to realize that every character, not one, one, there's not one character that's innocent until the right. very end of the movie. You're just waiting for the abominable snowman to come and just kill them all. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's only one character that, that in this movie you can sympathize with, and you don't get that character in the movie until the last minute, and that character's in it for less than 30 seconds. <laughs> so <laughs> that that's not saying a lot about the, your character. Like, I'm glad this guy got really good work on uh, you know, all the shows he did. Well, no, I guess the writer was the actor, so I'm glad he did some good acting because <laughs> these actors are just mean-spirited. Yeah, They're they mean. Are. These characters are mean. <laughs> yeah, sure are. <laughs> and... Uh, so no, Jeff goes off on his own, and you see him sitting at this table. And the way the shot's framed up is him. It sounds like he's having a conversation with himself, and he's having this like, it's it's almost like heated, like combative, and but it's also like just, he's just venting. Yeah. And you, it's a very weird scene. And and when it happens, you're like, why are we seeing this? Like, are we supposed to think that he's like has like a multiple personality or something? Like he's a schizophrenic or yeah, you can tell he's really unhinged anyway. So you know, it, oh yeah, it, it, it kind of lends to that kind of mindset of he's just kind of going off to himself and and you know, so he's just standing up at the table and just kind of pointing and yelling and in in you know, because it's looks like there's you know nobody there whatsoever. So you're just seeing him freak out. So and he's been this way since the beginning. He's a really odd person. So oh, and again. I mean, again, he's not a sympathetic character. Even though that Corey cheated in that race, yeah. Jeff was a total twat before this whole thing started. Right? Yeah, I mean, he was just a bad person. And so after this, it cuts to all right. It cuts to a scene of it cuts to a scene of Jeff walking down the hall. He's got like a ski mask over his mouth, um, and he looks pretty vengeful. Like you know, he's out to do some damage, and he takes this guy's skis and his poles. <laughs> And the guy's like, I don't think it's safe to ski right now because, you know, it's like midnight. <laughs> and he decides to go anyway. Before that, though, you got him where he's just sitting in his hotel room and he's drinking the vodka. And, oh, he, yeah. and he can hear Corey and Debbie Gibson in the next room laughing and giggling, making noises. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds uh, just like some uh, sounds just like the sound people makes when they're arm wrestling, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, and yeah. So, uh. Jeff goes in there and breaks down the door, and guess what? They're arm wrestling. <laughs> I totally, I totally forgot that they actually, he actually confronted them. <laughs> yeah, and they're, wow. they're arm wrestling on the bed, you know. And he tries to start a fight, saying that Debbie Gibson was there because, you know, she's supposed to be there with him, and she's like, "Well, you're just a friend." So that's when he gets upset, you know, and then runs out, and that's when he grabs, <laughs> grabs dude skis, and they're like, "I don't think it's a good idea, dude." So, uh, while he's grabbing his skis and going outside, then you get uh, Corey and Debbie Gibson, man, and they're just... Uh, dude. They're dude. All, they're all over the place, man. This, this so- sex scene is like... It, so, it cuts back and forth between him getting up to the you know the point where he's going to actually drop down the slope or whatever, and it's between that, that scene and them two switching positions, having sex. <laughs> it's like... And they, 
it was a, it was pretty graphic for an R-rated movie, especially for one that's on YouTube. I thought right, and uh, but yeah, right right while they're in the uh, the heat of the moment, you get uh, heat of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're they're getting it on in a wooden chair, and then that's when Jeff is skiing, and he uh, misjudges where he's skiing because he's wearing dark goggles at night while he's skiing because he's. I wear my goggles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he Boy just heart. yeah he just uh, <laughs> does a a, a, a nose dive off of a cliff into a big pile of rocks. Uh, okay, so did what? So what happened there? Like, did they just like puncture all of his like internal organs? Like, because he just rolls over and dies. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I said. It apparently kills him. Because I mean, you know, oh, okay, you're you're up. I don't know, twenty feet in the air, and you're you're falling face first on a pile of rocks and pretty good sized rocks too. I'm oh yeah, like, yeah. Not hand size. We're talking, you know, pretty good sized boulders. So yeah, it could definitely do some damage. But he just kind of rolls over and goes, Ugh! and that's it. <laughs> Uh, that's great, and that's, that's and the setup. <laughs> well, and then from that, and that's from that point on, it just it just flashes four years, four years later. later. <laughs> okay, and so this um, the couple, you know, uh, Corey and uh, Debbie Gibson, they're happily married now. And and uh, funny thing I thought was uh, he calls her Mrs. MacGyver. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't realize their last name was MacGyver. Yeah, Corey MacGyver. All right. <laughs> It almost seems like they were taking some names from a television show or something. <laughs> and I don't they, know. And they got Black and Lawless riding in the back seat with them. F <laughs> <laughs> like an animal. <laughs> I want to be somebody. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Um, so they, they basically, they, it sounds like they want some kind of free ski vacation to a new resort, but it also sounds like a timeshare scam. Right. Because they're going to a place that's, it seems like it's pretty heavily populated once they get to the actual slopes, but where they're staying is, a, I guess, a new area there that they're trying to lease out to people or something. It doesn't really make a lot of sense because it's like you know you're, no. you're 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 you know invited to come to this resort and it's going to be totally open to just you guys. But like you said, when you get there, there's other people there, and it's like, okay, maybe that's just the stock footage they had. They just had to put people in there. And they forgot. Oh, there's not <laughs> supposed to be anybody else here. <laughs> Well, also, also though, there were there was a, they were talking about how someone had mentioned it, how it was kind of like a timeshare. They didn't say the words timeshare, but they had mentioned right. how it was like, you know, it was the same, you know, idea. But then someone said something like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'm like, timeshares don't cost that much. Man, that's yeah, that's, that's crazy. Even in '88, <laughs> even yeah, now, that's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> and so yeah, it was very confusing because, oh, I mean, the whole premise to begin with is kind of like. Um, like Slaughter High, where they all get invited back to their like broken down high school. Right. You're like, we got invited to the ski lodge that nobody else is coming to except for us. Isn't that awesome? Well, what I, what <laughs> we, haven't, I, we haven't talked in years. What I love about it is when they're riding, they know why they're going. They're talking about going, but then they decide to pull the letter out and read it again because they act like they don't know what it says. <laughs> I'm like, you know, because I know they're just letting us in on what's going on. But they've oh, already yeah. described what's going on. But hey, hey, babe, pull that letter out. What does that say again? And they go back reading it. And it's like, didn't we? Didn't y'all just do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's it's very strange. 
Uh, and then they run into I I don't have the guy's name. Uh, the, the the guy who's basically like the uh, they keep call, they keep saying he has like a pharmacy degree and stuff, but I mean he's oh. just like a coke. <laughs> <laughs> I called him. Where is it out of here? Brendan Fraser Seagal. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got the short pony. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Carl. So Carl's his they name. run into Brendan Fraser Seagull and uh <laughs> basically uh this guy has just been hanging out at this place waiting for him. Like he's even talked to the guy who's trying to sell them all and all this stuff. Right. But uh, in the meantime though, another guy that you hear about briefly on the car ride. I, I don't remember his name, but you hear about him. He's the girl he's Blackie Lawless's yeah, boyfriend. Boyfriend, yeah. And uh He's on his way up there separately. Well, he he basically runs into a snowdrift on a road where it's a pretty wide road. Like I don't know how he managed to run into a snowdrift. Yeah. But 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 he does, and and he gets out of his car, and almost immediately is run down by a tractor. It's funny because at first the tractor's coming toward him, and he's walking toward the tractor. <laughs> like, oh man. And and at some point he like stumbles backwards. Is like, oh my god, this tractor's actually coming at me. Right. And uh, when once it runs runs over him just once, it's nothing but like a pile of bologna and, <laughs> and ketchup. It's it's yeah. like he <laughs> just smashed down into that into the snow, you know, like on the flat <laughs> packed snow. You just get this, like you said, it's like the the top end of a slice of bologna, you know, <laughs> the end cut and some blood or whatever. And and while this is going on, while he's running him over, you're seeing it through a pair of. <gasps> orange pov goggles what that are all broken and like they're all busted out Uh Uh, you say broken and busted out we'll get to that later (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna talk about that (laughs) but so then it cuts to okay so we have a britain fraser seagull and uh he and uh the main guy of the movie Corey, they end up going on this like I don't know, buddy, buddy, ski thing. And they're not even on slopes. It looks like they're just between some trees. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and they just kind of fall over. And it all of a sudden becomes broke back skiing. Like, right, exactly. Yeah, it's like, yeah, this like, is getting kind of uncomfortable here. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well Brenda Fraser Seagal is like laying down. And the other guy lays his head on like his belly. I'm like, what the hell is going yeah. on here? Yeah. It's, and they start saying things like, oh, man, did you talk to her about it? And I'm, and, and I'm thinking, like, is this are they going to be like confessing things on this trip? But no, it turns out it's, it's all about like the money he borrowed from him for the loan to you know whatever. Um, right. And it turns out to be harmless, except for the fact that it's a little too chummy. I mean, right. oh, I we, mean his head's like uh, like an inch from his crotch. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really really weird. We forgot how he gets introduced though, right? Because they get to the they get to the the room that they're going to be staying in. They're looking around at everything, and Blackie Lawless goes upstairs. It opens a closet, and there's Brandon Fraser's Seagull standing in there. He jumps oh, out. Yeah, he pops up. I'm like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's original. But yeah, while uh, while they're out doing the broke back skiing, this is a reoccurring thing that probably this movie is going to be talked about the most. And that's every scene that has to do with a kitchen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jenny, which is basically a, a Blackie Lawless, she can actually cook. But while she's cooking, uh, Debbie Gibson is just lifting weights in the kitchen. So she's got her little weights, and she's pumping iron. And they're having all these conversations. Now, this is odd. You know, she should be helping her or whatever. Okay, she wants she's to stay even do, She's only doing one arm, too, by the way. Right, right. And then, But then she'll stop and start doing, like, squats and <laughs> leg lifts. And it's like, why in the middle of a conversation in the kitchen while I'm cooking would 
this be going on? It is just the most bizarre. It almost seems like they gave this actress leeway to do whatever she wanted, and she just did yeah. that. Just just stand there and talk. I can't do that. I got to be doing something. Well, uh, <laughs> your character tries to stay in wait. So how, how about you're just doing some exercises? Yeah, that's a great call. <laughs> Actually, it's a boat. <laughs> oh man, it's just that's just nuts, man. And, and it happens several times. I'm sure it'll come up again. Well, right after this, uh, more random yuppies show up, and uh, <laughs> it's another couple, you know, in a pretty mean, meaningless relationship. The guy is, uh, he's a pediatrician, and uh, it's, it, I don't know, the whole situation between them two is very awkward. The whole time. Right. I mean, he, it's like, he's a pediatrician, but at the same time, he's he feels like he's like a psychiatrist, because he's yeah. Apparently, she has a lot of mental problems, and he's talking about when he gets there, he's going to play a game where he diagnoses all their mental problems. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what the hell? And she's like, why do you have to do this? And he's like, because, you know, it's what I like. I want to feel comfortable with. And it makes me rich. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> so automatically, you're like, you're a douchebag. You are just terrible. <laughs> she, she's kind of like Ali Sheedy, and he's like Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they're, they're in their Jeep. They're arguing all the way there. And. And uh, they kind of give you a backstory of she was actually friends of, of Jeff, which is the guy that, you know, got killed in the Boulder accident, even though he was a wacko, you know. And, yeah. Uh, so you got all that backstory, like you said. And, and yeah, it, it's really confusing. I guess it's just because you don't really care <laughs> that this guy's a child psychiatrist, psychiatrist or whatever he is. Well, he's just a pediatrician at first. Like, yeah. I mean... Yeah, first they're like, do they just say he helps kids? Because <laughs> he's talking. They talk about him helping a kid with diabetes. Yeah, it's just it's just bizarre. <laughs> it's so um, weird. <laughs> but then, then you go to the office of '90s Donald Trump, <laughs> talking to a secretary about the deal he's trying to make with you know with getting all this together. Oh, the timeshare guy. Oh yeah. man, and uh, his secretary, man. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you a question about her? Did they put her in like grease clown paint? I don't, I don't she, know, man. <laughs> she's obviously a black woman, right. and she looks whiter than I do. <laughs> I'm like, did they paint her up? Like, it, it was terrible. It was really... I don't know if it was the YouTube transfer, because this movie, again, like most movies we cover on here, they've never been released on DVD or Blu-ray. Mm. So all we have are VHS transfers, Betamax transfers, all that kind of stuff. She looks abnormal to me. I'm like... Yeah. She, yeah. she just looks... She looks like... Okay, you know when... <laughs> You know when uh, Barbara and uh, um, her husband Adam go in Beetlejuice to um, the waiting room? Right, right. When everybody's sitting there and they're all, everybody's just super pale, and you can just tell they're just like all dead. That's the way she looked. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's 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 like the one person in your movie of ethnicity you do this to really <laughs> is this movie not wide enough for you idiots <laughs> oh man yeah and, and of course you know bless her heart I mean she, she really didn't have a part she, apparently she's just either a friend of the family or a friend of somebody that was making the movie or something and got a spot in there because I don't know not good <laughs> <laughs> and how about dude's uh, answering machine he's listening to that machine that's big enough to be an air conditioner <laughs> <laughs> It really is. It's like a window unit. What do you got in there? What kind of tape you got in that Joker, man? Is it a 24 track or something? Oh, man. (laughs) And so, is this when he decides that he's going to go up there? He's going to go up there and and talk to them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Jeanette, Blackie Lawless, has has other plans because Eddie, which is the guy who's supposed to show up, hasn't showed up because he's dead. But she's already moved on, man. She's like, 
screw it. Well, <laughs> earlier, earlier, okay, okay, we're gonna go back to this. Earlier, when they were in the kitchen and the girl was in the background doing calisthenics, <laughs> she she mentioned to her that she, that uh, to both the other girls that it was time to move on. She needed another yeah. man. Yeah. And, and, and she again, <laughs> it, it, well, in the background, though, this whole scene, the girl's leaning on the counter, like stretching her legs and doing all sorts of like Pilates moves. And it's I'm crazy. like, what the hell is going on in the background? This is so weird. Uh, it's like, the, is this the director's wife? Like, what's going on back here? Uh, crazy. But, uh, but no, uh, he shows up and uh, <laughs> she's being very obviously seductive, trying to seduce this guy. And it seems at first like he's not having any of it. But then they have the scene where he, she's like staring at him real close. He's like, what are you looking at? She's like, you. And then he says, can I kiss you? He's like, can I kiss you? Meanwhile, she's got her hand, the entire time they're talking, she's got her hand on her like gown and she's got it pulled up to almost like her elbows. Right. Like, and she's like, yeah, and then they kiss. Then it hands away and they're still on the floor in the living room around all the friends and they're making out like this entire time they're making out in front of all their friends oh man i was just like what is going on in the scene man because i thought they were alone at that point i thought like everybody had gone to bed i thought no no everybody's still sitting on the couch having drinks and they're just on the floor just about to just throw down well here's the real kicker is is the uh, the timeshare guy earlier was having a fantasy of being with her in a hot tub or a was that him? Tub. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought that. See, I thought I thought that was the druggy guy. I thought that was uh, Brandon Fraser. I, I think it's I think it's the 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 salesman guy that's you know got them all there. So. Oh, so now I'm really confused because I yeah. I, so I thought later whenever I thought he kept having those like visions, and I thought whenever later um, maybe maybe it is maybe I just saw the wrong guy. Maybe it is. Uh, well, let's. I'm, I mean, to be honest with you. All of these yuppies look the same to me. <laughs> All of these guys look the same to me. I kept getting really mixed up. Like, there's one point later in the movie where one guy gets stabbed, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, good." I'm like, "Oh wait, that's no, not the same guy." <laughs> like, yeah. But um, maybe that's right yeah, because he wakes up. Then he wakes up screaming. Yeah, right? He has a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. The guy who's on coke, he keeps waking up, and because apparently, I think they're setting him up to be a patsy because every time he has one of these weird vivid dreams like he wakes up in some kind of panic yeah and uh he had like two of them i thought that he had the two in the tub about her because remember later because later he says something to her about like oh yeah like i'd love to give you that warmth again and all this stuff and i'm like what and (laughs) it's just yeah we're not gonna like focus on the dialogue because it's not good (laughs) (laughs) she's making her moves on on the on the sales guy here and and it's just like tiger attack <laughs> oh yeah when things are almost I mean she's almost pretty successful except for the fact that they get a telephone call from Eddie right right <laughs> uh, the dead guy Eddie <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is where everybody turns on the timeshare guy <laughs> right because they get this phone call and, and Eddie says he's apparently she's like she get, picks up the phone and says what do you want and he's like um, I'm finally here with Jeff yeah, he's, <laughs> and so right, he's, right then he sees he's with Jeff now <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so now they're all like okay this is and then the guys start getting in the, the timeshare guy's face they're like how did you get our names and numbers did you not think about that when you came here <laughs> right <laughs> really <laughs> now you're wondering <laughs> like, when you were packing your bags, when you were taking time off work, when you're doing all the stuff to come to this cabin or whatever, you didn't once say, "How did I get selected for this?" Oh yeah, 
And then, then everybody starts blaming Carl for it because they think he's involved. Because remember, there's there's this paper, the newspaper clipping that kind of pops up, that kind of tells the story of you know they found the body, or whatever. So there's this clue of somebody oh, knows yeah. what's going on. They think somebody's playing a trick on them. It was it in the pediatrician's uh, like drawer, right? Which it really doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no, not at all. It never comes back. Never. No. Because I mean, you already know I me mean, from the beginning of the movie. You you know this guy Jeff died, so it's not like they're introducing a new <laughs> anything new, right? So basically, at this point, you're about an hour into this movie, right? And at about an hour and one minute, hour and two minutes, people start to finally die. These idiots start finally getting killed off. <laughs> and uh, I've got to say, I love slasher movies. I love them even more when you can feel compassionate or really like the characters. Yeah. Uh. When these people start dying, I'm just like cheering on the killer. I'm just like, kill that bitch! <laughs> like, get that bitch leather face! Get that bitch! <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just so into it. I'm like, yeah, just take them down. Like, right. So Ed Begley Jr. gets a phone call, say he's got an emergency surgery to do, so he's outie. And then Allie Sheedy, his wife, and you know, the girls say, hey, can you stay and hang out with us? He's like, no, I gotta go back with him. So he goes out, and, uh, you know, he's you know, warming up the, the Jeep or whatever, and then in the back seat, dude stabs him through the neck with one of those ski posts. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and, uh, I mean, I think they made those uh, those points on those long enough to go through a seat cushion and your heart. Exactly. I mean, that's <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty powerful. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you you get that little round piece, I guess, that keeps it from going down too far in the snow. So either yeah. he took that off or, you know, I don't know, strong fella, I guess, or strong woman or whatever it was <laughs> well i do i do i really do appreciate the next kill because she yeah. goes to get in the car and uh ali sheedy sees that he's dead so she runs off and meanwhile you see the killer scaling this rooftop and stealing icicles yes sir yeah <laughs> and as soon as she gets to the end of that like little port there he jumps down and you what you you assume he stabs her right in the face yeah because as soon as they go to him stabbing her in the face, it cuts to somebody, you know, chopping up ice with a nice pick. Right, right. But yeah, it looks like it's gonna go like like right either in her mouth or right in the eye or something because he picks her up by her, by her neck. So, he picks her up like Michael Myers, dude. Exactly. Like she goes like a foot or two in the air. That's yeah. The first thing I thought too, I was like, wow, he shows incredible superhuman strength all of a sudden. <laughs> and then right after this, we get a, we get a pretty good one too. We get uh, the the. Blackie Lawless goes out to rest in the jacuzzi. You know, yeah. and that's nice. You know, nice snowy night, uh, sit in the jacuzzi uh, until somebody throws in a speaker system. <laughs> Is that what that was? Was it like a? It looked like a speaker system. Well, I'm I'm after watching it the second time. I'm kind of thinking maybe it was the answering machine. I don't know because it's it's big enough to <laughs> for her to float on, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not just a single-handed kind of toss. It had to take both hands and a uh, to get it in there. So, <laughs> oh, and again, I mean, uh, again with the nudity in this movie, like, yeah, like they're not afraid. Like, we didn't even mention a lot of the nudity. Uh, it she it's, she's it's, she's full frontal in this movie. Yeah, and and, and and it's like yeah, it's it's uh it's like soft soft core. I mean, she's you know enjoying. Oh herself. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So um. She said, I'm After blind in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so after this, uh, something that never, 
I mean, it comes into play, but it was kind of a weird. I don't know. The, the, we see the killer going out. Usually, you don't follow the killer in these movies. Usually, you don't go and see what they're doing. <laughs> um, you see the killer going out, laying bear traps and covering them in snow. Oh man! Which to me is a problem because when I don't know if you've ever, Ricky, if you've ever been in like a, a snowed-in blizzard-type area. Exactly. But but I have in, in the city where I know things that are around me, not in a forest like they were. And I still would be confused as to where I put the bear trap. And it's so it's it's it looks so exact where they're putting it too. It's like they know exactly where they're putting this at. And it's like, <laughs> but but you really don't because you just walk to this point and just there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's very strange. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see my notes, but it said uh, when she's in the hot tub. Somebody walks up and throws something in the in the hot tub. It's like a giant electric harmonica. <laughs> uh, and then when Carl hears that, which is our cocaine-induced uh, Brendan Fraser Seagal, jumps up and he gets his gun, which is a really awkward scene because these uh, he like goes down his waist. <laughs> and he's like, okay, what what's he reaching for here? <laughs> And luckily, he goes past where you think he's going to stop, and he reaches down to his shoe and grabs a gun out of his boot. Uh, so I was like, man, where is this movie going? <laughs> what is Johnny making me watch? <laughs> Does it actually show his death? Well, he he's <laughs> he walks outside, sees the footprints, and the footprints lead right into the bear trap, which is not really buried. Uh, he should have been able to see it because it's just laying there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, because I don't like right after this, we kind of get the killer reveal. It's a right, right. Yeah, yeah, you get Owen Wilson hears the noise and wakes up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, in the middle of the night. Goes downstairs, has a slice of chocolate pie for some reason, and uh, yeah, yeah. that that pie scene was weird. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and he gets stabbed in the shoulder and. I mean, we've seen people get stabbed. We've seen them get ran over by a snow machine or snow plow. We've seen people get stabbed through the neck, the heart, the face with an icicle. This guy gets stabbed in the shoulder, and you would think this is the most painful death ever. Because <laughs> this dude, it's like, you know, I had to rewind it. I was like, because he acted like he just fell down dead. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he just stabbed him in the shoulder. <laughs> and, uh, so either this guy's just really a wimp, he should not be named MacGyver if if, if stab, stabbing him in the shoulders can take him down. <laughs> yeah. Which leaves us with Debbie well, so, Gibson left. Well, when he's chasing her around this house, and he goes upstairs, at which point she does the whole thing where she they're struggling, and he's on top of her, and she gets his mask off. And uh, you find out that it's this character that you really haven't grown to know in this movie. <laughs> it's a... It's, uh, I don't even know the guy's name, honestly. Did they say it? Uh, I just said it's '90s Trump. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the. Well, no, it's, it's not the realtor guy though. It isn't. I, well, is it? I didn't think it was. I thought it was. I thought he was the one that set up the whole thing for them to come there for him to knock him off because he was best friends with what's his name. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, because he was his friend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm very confused now. That's, okay. That's all right. <laughs> no. But well, the, okay. Again, I'm gonna go back to it. Like all these guys look the same in this movie. <laughs> Every guy looks the damn same in this movie, except for the exception of you know uh, Brendan Fraser uh, Seagal. 
they all have that blonde hair, that same exact face. Yep. yep. It's they're you know your average wasp. So a couple of things here, Chris. Debbie, <laughs> Debbie Gibson wakes up. She starts discovering the bodies, just like her typical Friday the Thirteenth kind of thing. Finds Corey on the floor, and then she takes off on foot and runs outside. Now here's the thing that bothers me: if you're there and it's snowing a lot, she runs out in the street where the jeeps are, where the vehicles are, and obviously uh-huh. it has been plowed, right? Because she sees the bodies yeah. there, but the street's been plowed, so. Somebody would have seen <laughs> a Jeep with the doors open with bodies in there that are dead. Unless there was just some real carefree snow plowing guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. So Driving by, they're like stoned off their ass listening to Dave Matthews. But, yeah, she finds uh, Carl out in the wilderness, you know, and, and, uh, and with his leg in the bear trap, and his gun is, like, frozen in his hand, which is sticking up in the air. So she takes the gun, runs back to the house, <clears throat> finds 90s Trump's business card, you know, because he left his card there earlier. She says, there's been trouble here. He says, I'll be there in just a minute. Well, lo and behold, that's who it is. <laughs> that's why I was confused. That's why it confused me, because they made it sound like he was far away. That's Because... Between the time she calls him and the time he's actually there is like a minute, two minutes. Right, right. It's so soon. And that's why, I mean, again, I'm going to go back to the Alka same, but still, um, it, it was so weird because, and then he gives the whole, you know, these killers have to give that whole backstory, the monologue of why they did this. And this was funny to me because <laughs> he tells this whole story about how I was there that night and Jeff told me everything and then all of a sudden it shows you that when Jeff was there that night four years ago he wasn't talking to himself he wasn't crazy he was talking to his friend you know Trump Jr. and he was telling him everything about how she ruined his life and so later that night he went out there to go skiing and his friend went to you know make sure he was alright and rescue him and in that process Jeff ended up killing himself on the slopes and Trump Jr. ended up shattering or severing his leg somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he went looking for him and I guess he didn't see the edge of the cliff either and he, I guess he fell too. <laughs> These people don't sound like professional skiers. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that one out uh, there. But yeah, you get flashbacks of when this happened four years ago. And yeah, like I said, you you see him sitting at the table, and then <laughs> it's, so he's upset with these people not because they really killed his best friend, but because they he was supposed to be a world cast class athlete, and you took well, it away on. from him. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. Like, I, all right, it's a weird place to go, but <laughs> with the way he the way he tells the story, if you rewatch the movie, he tells the whole thing about how she ruined Jeff's life. Jeff killed himself. He went after Jeff. He got in the accident, and she ruined his life. Right. And and it, before he gets to anything about how he could have been in the Olympics, about how he could have done anything, he mentions again about her killing his – about killing Jeff. And I was like, were they lovers? Like, what? why did he mention – like, because he didn't get to any of that stuff, and but he at, he still mentioned that he ruined uh, – she ruined his life. And I'm right. like – how did he ruin? How did she ruin your life? Yeah. And then he's like, "I could have been an Olympic star. I could have been this." I'm like, "Oh, there we go. Yeah, okay." So, yeah. and then they show the clip of him like at the bottom where he fell and his legs like <laughs> totally twisted the opposite direction. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like it's like when they folded up O.J. Simpson in the the, the Naked Gun movies in the bed when his feet are right up yeah. around his head. 
<laughs> so yeah, and then I, I guess at this point, because you got the reveal, and he's this mean guy now, he's gonna like try to rape her, I guess. Dude, that was uncomfortable as shit for me. That that no, that was uncomfortable for me because he he went through that whole monologue and he's like, and there's just one thing I have to do before I kill you. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> are, we, are we doing this right now? Really? Did this just become a rape movie? Right. Yeah. And I can deal with that with movies that start off with you know the rape revenge thing, but if you're if I'm in a slasher movie that didn't get into the slashing until an hour in. And then an hour and fifteen in, they're like, "We're gonna start rape now." But no, no, we're not. No, we're not doing this. Let's go ahead. And, let's shut this down now. Our movie escalates quick. Yeah. But the because, good thing yeah, for her, and, and, and you're definitely right, though. I mean, I really think that's where they were going with that. And this is why they have to show her working out the whole time because this workout has paid off. Because now she's mule kicking the guy, and you get at this time, <laughs> Owen Wilson decides to stop being a wimp and pulls the knife out of his shoulder. He comes upstairs and he finds the gun laying down where it had been knocked out of her hand. And she runs up and she kicks this guy out out towards the window. Then Oil Wilson shoots him and it forces him out the window. To <laughs> and his prosthetic leg gets wrapped up in a curtain. <laughs> in a curtain cable. Uh, and he's falling out of his head first and his fake leg comes off and he hits the snow. <laughs> and you know... <laughs> The whole scene is comical. At this point, it was like, what, four feet of snow? Right. <laughs> Did you really think he was dead? Because you, I think you shot him in the elbow. Right. <laughs> and right. she kicked him off of like a one story into four feet of snow. Yeah. Pretty sure the dude would have lived. Yeah. But instead of explaining anything or having a resolution, we get the whole five years later. <laughs> it's five years five later years now, guys. Later. Guess what? <laughs> this guy didn't live. There's no chance of that. <laughs> <laughs> and so apparently five years later um <laughs> now this is confusing to me because it's five years later and there's like grown kids there that are older than five <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's five years later and owen wilson and uh his wife they now have an eight-year-old boy <laughs> and uh their eight-year-old son is decorating a snowman out on the on you know on the uh, same property, I assume, you know, same area, part of, you know, land. And uh, he's over there and he's putting it up and he runs over to his parents. Oh, I love you so much, mommy and daddy. And so the mom runs over there and she's looking at the snowman and she finds one of the buttons, like one of the eyes, like pieces of coal or whatever. Yeah. Picks it up, goes to place it back in the eye socket of the snowman. And this is why people, when I say this is my favorite ending to a horror movie, <laughs> it is because it is so retarded <laughs> basically she sticks this piece of coal into the eye socket of the snowman it moves to the right starts bleeding <laughs> and then within two seconds here comes here comes Donald Trump Jr. jumping out of the snowman to kill her <laughs> roll credits <laughs> the end <laughs> Are we serious? This is you can't make this up. This, you know, this is a movie like like when they originally talked to Wes Craven, he was like, "Yeah, the first Elm Street was supposed to be all a dream, you know, and not and none of it was supposed to be real." That's the way I feel about this movie. I feel like none of this was supposed to be real. Oh man, yeah. I mean, that the ending is just is classic. I mean, it's it's up there. <laughs> Here's my theory, though. We're going to go into conspiracies here. I, I want to say that their son, you know, he's had enough years with his parents to know how bad they are at people. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I don't like these people. And at some point, Donald Trump Jr. came over and was like, 
hey dude listen <laughs> we're gonna we can do this together <laughs> like yeah you want to wrap me up in snow and lure your parents to me i will totally jump out and like mutilate them just let's do this and the kid's like yeah come on <laughs> all right mm. and so they they did the whole uh what were you saying the whole thing from the beginning the satchel the whatever the <laughs> they both had the, the drink from the the first satchel or whatever right and uh yeah that's 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 how it went down or maybe they pulled a uh a child's play on us here and and uh, this guy's got the uh, the kids got like brad to powers and summons the spirit of the one-legged <laughs> snowman <laughs> we're going to kill a bunch of yuppies <laughs> uh, yeah. it wasn't if that hadn't happened regardless how this movie ended it wouldn't have been a happy ending because these two were pretty bad people yep. <laughs> like yeah i didn't like it all through the whole movie so it's not like i'm gonna be like oh good they got away they got away from the killer <laughs> <laughs> like I'm still like oh yeah they they're gonna they're still gonna move into a neighborhood and probably you know like yeah. put up an offensive frog statue yeah you really want everybody to just be wiped out in this movie for sure so and, yeah. and, and really if if it wasn't for I mean you've got about I don't know five or six scenes in this that that are worth checking out. But Dude, it, some it, of the kills are yeah. They really are. They're, they're not bad at all. And uh, I even think the cutaway, you know, of like you said, the ice the ice pick, I think it's done really well. One of the best things done in the movie, actually. But yeah, this oh, ending, yeah. man, this ending is uh, again, it's it's folks, you just have to go to YouTube and check it out just to see what we're talking about. That and seeing the big harmonica thrown in the in the hot tub. Yeah. What if you like Red Shoe Diaries? I mean, check out some of the you know, some yeah, of the for sure. I mean, holy crap, yeah, it's like, like really? Max going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, man. Uh, you, you you really pulled pulled one out on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like I said, I mean, I don't know if I said this on the air, but I know I told you before that this movie. When I first watched it, I was like, I love this. Like this movie's so great. <laughs> when I went back and watched it this time, I'm not gonna lie, it was a chore. <laughs> I went in. I I really was like, wow, I can't wait to watch this movie again. And when I started watching, I was like. I hate every one of these asses. <laughs> like, right, yeah. They are terrible people. <laughs> this is a, t- but um, the movie's entertaining. I can tell you right now that this movie honestly could be a short. Sure. It could it could it could literally be cut down to 15, 20 minutes. Yep. Yep. And uh, I think if you got rid of a lot of the you know kitchen aerobic scenes, <laughs> got rid of a lot of the dialogue about where people are now in their lives, you could just get rid of so much of this movie and just get right to what needs to be told. Like, right. hey, we're having a ski race. One guy dies. Four years later, <laughs> you're being killed <laughs> off by people. Like, it's not that hard. I mean, you you really yeah. don't need to pad it. Yeah, but so, but they they want to try to give you that suspended belief of the dude never died. You know, it's 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 that you know that unending evil force that comes back and haunts you. And no, you get the old switcheroo here of you know it's his best friend. So what it had to be. I mean, most of these movies, it's like almost, it almost has to be. Yeah. Because so. I, I really hate when they're like, no, he 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 had his like lung severed and like killer <laughs> punctured and he lost like four four of his uh, appendages, like all of them. <laughs> like, but somehow he came back and he's a murderer now. Yeah, all yeah. right, Ben he Willis. Just, he just has a aqua lung on his back, you know, and that's what helps him breathe. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be great if he's around, you know. Just it'd be like a guy in an iron lung rolling around trying to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Are any? Did you learn any good lessons from this bad movie? Oh. Any? <laughs> keep uh, 
keep doing those calisthenics because they'll pay off one day. Uh, well, I hope so. <laughs> uh, because no calisthenics protect you from a snowman. The one I got, I mean, okay, and this is earlier. You were talking about broken uh, snow goggles, ski goggles? Yeah, yeah. All right, if your POV isn't looking through some wicked dragon teeth, you are not living life correctly, people. Because those look like some wicked dragon fangs. Every time they showed that POV, it was like orange dragon fangs. <laughs> Top and bottom, yo. Like, on both. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, Every time, they, when, when they were shown from the front, I'm like, I don't even see them, but they show from the inside. I'm like, oh, there they are. <laughs> there's the dragon fangs. <laughs> if there's only, if there is one person in this movie that you kind of like, but he's still terrible, and that would be the cokehead guy, man. Uh, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. I think he was kind of entertaining, except for the whole broke back ski mountain thing. That was kind of oh, yeah. weird. So, uh, yeah. Uh, there's some, there's some real weird, quirky things that happen in this movie that they I think they try too hard to explain, you know, and I think that's what hurts it, you know. Well, well, she's she's got to show that she's f- very physical, so we'll have her working out <laughs> the whole thing because we got to explain why she can kick so hard. How about uh, endorphins? <laughs> How about just you know being just at the, then that moment and you're just going to kick as hard? Yeah, <laughs> that might do it. <laughs> I, I mean, you know this movie. I I feel like when I see movies like this, because okay, what what was the movie we watched? Oh, it's gonna kill me. The one. Uh, oh, the night brings Charlie. Night brings Charlie. Um, movies like that had way less budget than this, but were way more effective. This movie had too big of a budget and yeah. was less effective. Yeah. I think the thing is, is they had too much money. Not to say this movie had you know a, a ton of money, but it had way too much money for what they did. And I think a, a movie like The Night Brings Charlie had less money and they could have probably done more with this budget. <laughs> right. Well, it's way too much character development for characters you don't care about. Oh yeah. That's like I there were so many there were so many drama stories about I think he's cheating on me and oh there's this love triangle and all this. Yeah. Like I don't care. You guys yeah. are horrible people. Yeah, you don't need <laughs> like, any of that. And that that's I think that's what hurts it more than anything. You you got the first hour of the movie of the setup. You get one person get knocked off even though he's just a slice of baloney. But still, the tractor guy? Yeah. yeah. But you know, well, I guess two people since you know, dude took the the fall on the rocks. But oh, you yeah. know, just way too much dialogue that means absolutely nothing. And I guess they had to build a story of why they get separated. These people had to leave and go outside because you know you have to get them separated for them to get knocked off. You all stay together, nobody gets hurt. So oh yeah, but uh, yeah, that's the only thing. I think they spent too much time developing characters that you really are just ready for them to die within the first fifteen minutes. How would you upgrade this? <laughs> I think you said it a while ago. I think you cut it down to about a, a, a short, about a 20-minute short. Um, yeah, get to it. You don't need this many people in it for the story that it is. You could really narrow it down to about three people, four people going to the ski lodge. That's all you need. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so It seems like they just had, they, they just like trying to jam-pack them in there. Yeah, well, you got to have the body count. You know, I think that's yeah. where the thinking is there. you you got to you got to follow those those tropes of but, how everything sits up. But so. also, you don't get that body count until so late in the movie. It's like almost, a, it yeah. doesn't matter. Like, yeah. You know? You, in the last 10 minutes is when everybody gets knocked off. It's like, wow. Cause it, yeah, cause if you look at like, okay, let's go back into Friday the 13th, the entire series. You have murders happening pretty steadily throughout the entire movie. Yep. And you actually give a crap about the characters, but this movie is like, you don't care, but they wait so long, you're like, okay, let's just do this. <laughs> let's just get them knocked off. Yeah. Um, 
for me, it was just less scenes of people doing everyday meaningless stuff. Like, you know, slicing tomatoes, like things like that. Like, <laughs> right. I don't need to see that in my movie. I know that you're giving some kind of expo- exposition dialogue, but really not. You're really not. I mean, if you're talking about, oh, well, where's Eddie? I don't know. Well, that's what the car well, ride is for. Course. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you, you develop that stuff on the way there. That way you don't have to talk about it when you get there. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's just got those kind of problems. It's just, it's a bad script as far as laying that stuff out. The things that say this movie is there's some pretty decent effects in it. The acting is not terrible. It's just, no, it's not. It's just kind of a no. bad script. Anytime you were like, what were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the... Uh, I've got a few of them. <laughs> Definitely. Just, just the bizarreness of, of the main character, or not the main character, but our our so-called protagonist, the, the guy at the beginning that's just whacked out and having all the issues. Uh, they could have played him a little cooler, I guess. He's a little over the top. So I think that, I, you know, the whole uh, reveal, you know, the dude with his leg and him being a world-class <laughs> athlete is just a, it, it's a Scooby-Doo ending, man. <laughs> it's very left field. It's very left field. Right. <laughs> For me, uh, <laughs> the random carrot eating, weight curling, rolling pin curling, kitchen counter aerobics, <laughs> stretches on the kitchen counter floor in front of the refrigerator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you guys serious? Like, really, with this movie? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the hell were they thinking? <laughs> yeah. yeah, way and, too uh, much explaining why she's so physical. I mean, oh yeah, we don't need all that. You know what? The, the only thing they did not do exactly. You just said physical. The only thing they did not do was play Olivia Newton John in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing they did not do. Uh, that would have actually added to it, probably. Well, though. we can make our own cut of it and do that. <laughs> physical. <laughs> Eat a carrot now. <laughs> But um, also, the only other one I had was uh, the couple making out on the floor in front of all their friends. They're all like 40. <laughs> Are you serious? This You're in a cabin with multiple levels. You could go to a room upstairs, anywhere. Yeah. You're laying on the floor in front of people that are having a good time with right. friends. It's it, so weird. It's it's like they're trying to recreate a, a teenage party situation, but they're all like... <laughs> you know a lot older and you're like you know it'd be better if we had some privacy or at least or you guys go somewhere so we can not feel so awkward (laughs) maybe maybe that was a heads up that he was the killer (laughs) maybe so like that that he had no discretion he just was like whatever (laughs) (laughs) but then again she had like she was the same way like she was like she was on the hunt man well, but her friends at one point pulled her aside, like, "What are you doing? Right. Why are you like coming on to him so hard?" So yeah, I mean, maybe the, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not social enough to know if these are norms. <laughs> I assume they're not. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> oh. oh man, where do you sit this one on the bus, man? Uh, I'm actually going to put this one right in the middle of the bus, man. Uh, I didn't hate it. I could actually watch it again. It does drag at times, but come on, man. You you have to show people the ending of this one just to show it. The ending. I mean, oh, my yeah. God. That ending. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know what's funny is that, that ending by itself is on, fa- uh, or on Facebook, on YouTube. I can imagine. Like, people have actually <laughs> cut that because people, they know how important that ending is. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a standout moment for sure. But, uh, yeah, to me, it's just right in the middle of the bus, man. 
I would love, I mean, I give this a high, like when I did Kruger Nation, I give this a really high review or really high rating. Um, I would love to say middleman, but I'm going to go down to the second seat wow. or, you know, second seat back. I, I'm going to go down one notch mainly because this time watching it, I thought the effects were great. I thought the, I loved all the kills. The ending was great. These characters are so hard to be on board with. Like, I'm, yep. it was so hard for me to be like, yep. "I like you. I hope you live." <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Not well, at know, all. <laughs> the thing you can kind of put this up against. I always think of like April Fool's Day, the original. And the thing about April Fool's Day is you care about the characters. Yeah. And, and in this one, you don't, and that, that's what kills it because the effects are good. Like you said, the kills are good. You know, when it gets going, it's it's. It, it keeps you interested from that last 30 minutes on. It's pretty good. But you just don't care. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, I mean, when you get to most horror... I don't want to, like, bring out horror franchises because you can actually go to movies like The Prowler. Yep. You can go to stuff like uh, Maniac and stuff like that. But in most slasher movies, like, you generally... You do care for the character. You're like, you're like, I don't want you to die. Like, you're at not least, a at least person. one or two. You know, at least one or yeah. two of them, anyway. So yeah, but when you have an entire cast of characters that you're like, you're all despicable people, yeah. <laughs> and I cannot. You know, if you're a woman, that's you're just willing to give over everything about yourself to a guy for winning a ski race i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry you're not my kind of woman because that's horrible oh. it all goes and, back and to drinking the, drinking out that that skin man i'm telling you that's that's i'm telling you <laughs> the guy who won her man he should be hesitant because another guy comes up with the skin man like <laughs> you're screwed I still say it's worth watching. It, sure. It's definitely and all, honestly, the print on YouTube is not bad. Yeah, it's it's a decent copy. Yeah, for a movie that's not on DVD or VH or I'm sorry, DVD or uh, Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, and this movie is totally fine to watch on YouTube. Yeah, and you know, um, it's unedited the entire thing. You know, I mean, <laughs> I say that I, I don't want to say I don't want to say that just about the about the uh, kills. I mean, it's definitely yeah. got a lot of like yeah, softcore Red Shoe Diaries stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah. You need to make sure that uh, that uh, no no kids are around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely you put may, on your safety locks. And you may get a look or two from your spouse when you're going, "What are you watching?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah, ski well, movie, baby. Every, it's a ski movie. Well, it's not every day. <laughs> it's not every day you watch a slasher movie and it's just like full frontal bush, and you're just like, "Oh, that's the thing we're doing right now." <laughs> This movie overall, I mean, it's enjoyable, and, and it's not—it's definitely not the worst thing we've seen. And, and no, <laughs> not by a long shot. Yeah. <laughs> and and I had gripes with it, but I definitely like the last episode when we did Abby. Yeah, I think this one definitely—I think it fits with Abby. Sure, uh, for different reasons, but yeah, definitely with Abby yeah. because they're both enjoyable for different reasons. But it's not something I would just go back to. Right? Yeah, it's definitely something that you wouldn't mind showing to a few of your friends, saying, "Man, watch this crazy scene," you know. And that's I the, know I would love. To, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of it. I love whacked out stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too, man. <laughs> so uh, you want to take a quick break and come back? And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, wrap it up. Awesome. We'll be right back. something really scary like when you're sitting at home late at night reading some scary story or something and the dog just hops up like we runs out of the room for no reason (laughs) (laughs) definitely check under the bed at that point (laughs) but who said it best 
Rob Zombie or Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> Welcome to Fright Night. Hey, this is Billy. And this is Scott. And this is a Scary Dad Podcast. <laughs> Join us as we talk about all things scary. Imagine, dude, if you, if you were still conscious for a few seconds, knowing your head was no longer attached to your body. So, have you ever played around with a Ouija board? <laughs> you know, no, I haven't. <laughs> In like true poltergeist fashion, <laughs> it was built on a graveyard. Oh, man, if it's scary, cool, or something we find just plain interesting, we talk about it. And- Every Monday, available on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher Radio, and on our website at scarydad.com. Hey, you guys! Alright, folks. You heard it here first. Iced. You need to at least give it a shot. You know, if you feel like it, if you heard anything interesting in here and you're like, yeah, I gotta check this crazy movie out. It's on YouTube, like Johnny said. Pretty decent copy. And uh, just check it out, man. It may be one that you want to pull up and show some friends when you're hanging out. It's got that kind of value to it. You can skip, I don't know, you can watch maybe the first 10 minutes and then skip maybe 50. And then it kind of kicks back in from there. So, uh, uh, yeah, man, I, I say check it out for sure. And I'll say this. Check it out with your friends, but if you and your friends are like these characters, like it's time to stop. Like it's time to stop. Where are your parents? You need to like cut this out now. That's right. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's cool to check it out, but if you're like these people, just don't be that way. Like, That's right. <laughs> so so this, you- this movie is a testament of who not to be. Right, absolutely. Yeah. So if you guys check this movie out and you like it or you don't like it, just get on Facebook, get on our page, tell us what you thought about the movie. Um, I think it's a mixed bag. I think some people will really enjoy it. Some of them will say, oh, this is terrible. But remember, we are watching the worst stuff we can find. So, <laughs> so don't don't get your hopes too high. <laughs> uh, and don't forget we, to- we will we'll oh. definitely let you know if we have another Battlefield Earth. Well, like oh, yeah. if we get to the point where we think something is lower than our lowest rating, we'll let you know. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And that's going to be hard to top. But anyways, <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you if you uh, want to hang out with us, like I said, Facebook pages. Don't forget Instagram. Don't forget Twitter. Definitely on iTunes or as they call now Apple Podcast. And they really? Uh, yeah, they've kind of changed the name a little bit to Apple Podcast, which, uh, yeah, you know how. God, I, I hate that crap. Yeah, I do too. Um, <laughs> did but, not know they did that. Yeah. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate us on there. That's right. <laughs> Yep, and just give us some feedback. Give us a little, a uh, little uh, reply of kind of what you think of the show. A little review, and that just helps us a bunch and a bunch and a bunch and a bunch to to keep growing. So we do appreciate that. We appreciate you people listening. We hope you're having fun because we know that we are. So if one of you is listening and you're having a good time, we're happy. Exactly. <laughs> we love you all. That's right. Every I don't care if you don't, we love, we you still love you. You can't take our love away. <laughs> <laughs> Try. All right. So, in the words of in the words of Blackie Lawless, we'll see you later. Montorino. <laughs> see you later, folks. See you. <laughs>